0: Dennis Mark I'm bored Really? Yeah What can I do to help you? You could help me record a new disclaimer
1: Oh god, those things kill me
0: Yeah, I'm bored of
1: the old ones Oh, they're awful Let's, let's What do we do that's fun? Uh
0: What do we do that's fun? We have a podcast, but We do need to tell everybody Not to treat
1: it as legal advice Not whatsoever Hostile work environment Exactly Exactly Appropriate workplace topic. Hostile work environment. Shut up. I'm the human resources director. Little Miss Hostile work environment. <sighs> Welcome to the Hostile work environment with Mark and Dennis. How's it going, Mark? It's going well. You know where we are right now? Studio B. No. My office? That's where we were a week or so ago when we recorded this. But where are we now? Um... Yeah, exactly. I'm in Europe. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably in Studio B.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're probably still in (laughs) Studio B. Because I have not finished my, I've not started my new job yet as
1: of the time this airs. Right. So (laughs) because I'm on vacation, we had to record some stuff in advance. So we're gonna have a whole bunch
0: of episodes coming that we
1: recorded, yeah. Because like, Dennis goes ago. on vacation, and then I'm away, and I'm you my start job, a job and, and, and then I'm away, and, then, and hey, the, I, I, yeah. So we're gonna record a whole yeah. bunch of stuff, and it won't be topical. And no, it'll be topical. It won't be timely, necessarily. Timely. That's the difference. Yeah, there's a difference. It won't be that timely. It won't be full of like, oh, guess what just happened in the news yesterday? Because you know, we don't know. For all we know, like, you know. Trump and Kim Jong-un made peace or something. We don't know what could happen. Well, I mean, that already happened. Actually, they didn't make squat. (laughs) They didn't do anything. They didn't do anything. They shook hands and they watched a really bad video. Right. But, uh, you know, we do know what happened there. True. But something else could happen. Something else could happen. Something else could happen. We could make peace with Iran. We, We could. We could. We could. I'd be shocked, but we could do it.
0: Who knows? Anyway. We'll, yeah. we'll recap the news when we get back to doing episodes that air close to when
1: yeah, we record we'll them. We'll be full of timely and topical stuff and like really witty banter. And you guys, they'll be rolling in the aisles. Because we have them doing that now.
0: Like right. rolling in the aisles to find their phone to shut this off yeah, because like how it's do I, so How do I dreadful. get
1: this crap off? So yeah. let's move on to something more interesting. I've got the... You know, we we talk a lot about stuff that's, you know, kind of funny, kind of sexy, kind of sexy and funny. I got the sexiest, funniest topic of all time to talk about. I can't wait. Yeah. Pay audits. Oh, that is sexy and funny. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Oh, God. Pay audits. But actually, on a serious note, <laughs> I am being serious <laughs> here for a minute.
0: There is nothing that's not serious about pay audits.
1: No. Yeah. Um. A lot of states have passed laws recently, either upping the ante for employers Mm -hmm. on equal pay issues or, you know, requiring equal pay where there was no equal pay requirement before under state law. Yeah. Or Oregon being one of those Oregon's passed one of them. Washington's passed one of them. California's passed one of them. We got the whole West West Coast. Coast. Other parts of the country, probably all on the Atlantic have passed some. There might be you know, some state in the middle that cares about this stuff, probably Colorado because they're high. Um, but it's a big issue right now. So a lot of employers Certainly. are saying, like, we need to do a pay audit and make sure that we don't have some problem. And the types of problems I'm talking about are where you look at it and say, like, wow, within this job classification, men make X and women make X minus Y. Something yeah. less than what men make or that there is a racial disparity or that there's some other demographic shift that can't be explained by somebody's qualifications, their level of experience and so on and so forth.
0: All true. But well he- stated.
1: Here's what keeps me up at. In- A lot of people mean well right now and a lot of employers are running out to go fix this problem. But I'm afraid they're going to do it in a haphazard way that could get them into bigger trouble. So I want us to talk about what's the right way to do a pay audit so that, you know, we don't get burned and get into a bunch of trouble. Because somebody might like wake up one day and go like, wow, my paycheck is really a lot bigger than it used to be. And while that's nice and thank you what's going on here? Right.
0: So, and should you then just go march up to that person and say, well, we were underpaying you because of your gender?
1: Yeah, that, that sounds like a really great idea. Not. Not at all. So let's talk about how to do it right. Okay. So, Mark. So tell me. <laughs> well, I got some I got some questions for you. Uh-oh.
0: I, gonna, I never do well on Dennis'
1: quizzes. If you're going to do a pay audit, should you hire a lawyer as part of that process? Can't hurt. Can't hurt, but it can also help a lot. Well, right. Uh, and and the reason why, if let's assume you do a pay audit, let's assume you find that there has been a disparity. Let's assume you're a really good employer and you go out and fix it. And that person that we just talked about is like, wow, my paycheck got bigger. Why? So they hire a lawyer and they sue you.
0: Right, because they were being discriminated against in the past.
1: Right. What's that lawyer going to want to see? Uh, a whole lot of pay history. Yeah, basically your pay audit. Right. So if you create a non-privileged pay audit, you're basically providing a roadmap for some lawyer to turn around and use it in litigation and not just for the one employee they represent. Get class action. You just give them a class action on a silver platter. So, Mark, I ask you, What's the better way to do it? Like hiring a lawyer? (laughs) Yeah, hire a lawyer. But how do you make a pay audit privileged? Have you done those things? I have
0: not done many. I will admit. Okay. I have, have, you know, I've looked at it. I've done it in in the context of affirmative action plans and things like that, um, which I'm always having an attorney do so that there's a privilege there. So the analysis is all privileged. Um, But I have not specifically done a whole lot of pay audits. I will admit that. Oh,
1: Cool. Okay. Why I, I was
0: scared that you started asking
1: me questions. No, it's cool. It. I have done pay audits and the way that I have done it is that it the pay audit itself has been at my direction so that I can provide my client with legal advice on how to minimize their employment law risk.
0: Oh, I I, I thought you were asking for something a little different or deeper oh, than like
1: that. you know uh,
0: like how do you like functionally do it? Yeah. Oh, have Jesus, a lawyer. Do I would it. I wouldn't know. How have the lawyer. That. Have, right have it be at at counsel's yeah, direction, you whether f- it's outside counsel or in-house counsel. Yeah, totally.
1: Sorry, I, I thought we were – I didn't realize oh, we were no, still no, on no, just no, like no, how I, I get do your it. point. Okay. Lawyers don't know how to do pay audits. Right. Oh, for No, God that's God what sake. I'm saying. No, like, I, that's I like the no worst idea. idea. But having a lawyer who requests it and it's done at their direction imbues the whole thing with attorney-client privilege. It's the magic lawyer dust that you sprinkle on stuff and then nobody else gets to look at it. And that is worth its weight in gold in these things. So let me ask you a question about that then. Yeah. That makes the process and the
0: analysis privileged. Does that render the underlying data privileged?
1: No. I knew that. I'm just setting it up. uh, Thank you. But it does make it a whole lot harder for somebody to get at that underlying data. Right.
0: Or they're going to have to spend the time and money once they get that data to do the analysis
1: themselves. And get this. In some states, there are certain fair harbor provisions if you go out and you conduct a pay audit and you rectify your problems. But you lose those fair harbor provisions if you know you've got an equal pay problem and you don't take steps to fix it. And here's like my big nightmare is that you do the pay audit. You do it at the behest of, or you don't do it at the behest of council. You've got all this information that says like, oh yeah, we're underpaying this group of people. And you take that to your CEO that goes, yeah, but I don't care. I've got bigger fish to fry. Right. Or Then you lose your safe harbor. You have no safe harbor and you have Exhibit A. Assuming you're in a state that has a safe, a safe harbor right. to begin with, which yeah. we're not going to run through states. But, but many of them do. Yeah. So to take advantage of that, you've really got to do this right. Which means hire dentists to do it. Or hire Mark. Well, Mark's kind of off me the anymore. market. I'm now. going in-house. Yeah. Mark's I'm off, off the, the market. market. You're going to have to hire me. But if you have in-house counsel, you can work with your in-house counsel. If you have outside counsel already, work with them before you do the pay audit. And if you don't, find someone. Yes. Probably Dennis. Probably me. I'll, you know, do it in all 50 states. Not really. Um, <laughs> still mad at you, Wyoming. <laughs>
0: No, but we have we we have heard we have a listener from Wyoming who's downloading like like she's working her way through all of the episodes and it's not registering in our data right because our data is jacked
1: I think it might be and we do we do get a certain really Zambia. I got a uh, question. Zambia is our thing.
0: fourth highest downloaded country. But I've heard from somebody from Zambia who listens. And okay. I think she may have told her friends so and that may all be you legit. need to get that many downloads is to have like four or five people who've listened to all of our episodes. That's true. It doesn't take a whole lot. It's still our fishy. international li- listenership
1: is not right. huge.
0: But there it's is a certain, there is a certain percentage of all of our downloads that show up as like unknown USA. Yeah. Right. And that so could be Wyoming. It could be like all of the Wyoming downloads are in unknown
1: USA, which I, I, says fact, something th- about Wyoming. We should Google unknown USA. It may well be it may in Wyoming. Right. That's what I'm saying. Google Maps. Yeah. we probably solve that problem. Anyway, back, back, back to pay, pay audits because that's important stuff. So do it under attorney-client privilege. Let's assume you find that you've got a problem. How do you fix it? how do you fix it you
0: yeah. well first you got to figure out what the problem is and then you need to look i mean it depends on the problem and well, let's say, a hard time. I'm,
1: i'll give you a hypothetical let's say you look you've got an employee classification of 100 people they're split gender wise 50-50 but it looks like the men are all making on average 10% more than the women
0: that that looks like a problem
1: that looks like a problem so it may you,
0: be a problem, or it may not be a problem, depending on what other factors you're looking at as part of the but analysis. But let's assume it is. Let's
1: assume that you've looked at it and you're like, "Well, there's there's no difference in education levels. There's no difference. Right. In, that's what I'm saying. You want to look at experience, tenure, tenure, experience level. Right. So I don't want to leave the conversation without it.
0: talking about those other factors.
1: And what, let's come back to that in a minute. Okay. Um, how would you fix it? Yeah, it's a good question. Just give all the women, like, here's a big pile of cash. Thanks.
0: Well, I mean, you have to figure out how much it's going to cost. So that's something, right? So it, maybe that is an answer, maybe. especially in one of those states with a safe harbor. Maybe so. Right? Right. It might be something that you want to bring slowly up or, or you might want to kind of figure out how to. Right? I, I'm not going to advise. I think that you take the male salaries
1: and decrease them. No, in fact, certain laws like Oregon's tell you no, you can't you can't do lower that. anybody right So that would actually be gender discrimination right
0: <laughs> right So it, it's hard it's hard to fix it without gender discrimination and it's hard right not to because it's already gender discrimination. So I mean, I think you're going to try to bring it up to the same level as quickly as you can. Well, but that's a question as quickly
1: as you can, I'm not so sure. Here's what I might think about. First off, I wouldn't just run out right away and start giving people a bunch of raises. It's going to raise eyebrows and it's going to raise suspicions. What I might instead do is wait until whenever your periodic performance-based increase or your cost-of-living-based increase is going to happen and time it then. It doesn't come across as like, oh, wow, why am I getting this now? Well, right, but wouldn't there still be a
0: potential issue there that it just becomes known that all of all of the employees of a certain protected class are getting a raise and the others aren't? Everybody would get a raise. It's just theirs would be more. Some would be more than others. What if it's a substantial gap? What, what if, if it's it, a what substantial if it's like a five thousand or ten thousand yeah. dollars salary gap? Right, right. How do you do that? Just you, as part of that process,
1: you may want to do that over a period of years. Is that okay? Or does that's that a, carry your risk forward? It may carry your risk forward. It may make you lose the safe right. harbor. Right. But it may also help you avoid litigation. Well,
0: wouldn't? isn't there a big difference here between the states that have the safe harbor and those that don't? Yeah, and that's right. why you have to so work with states, counsel right, when you're doing The states this. with the safe harbor, I'd say fix it as quickly as you can.
1: If you're under the safe harbor, except even if you have the safe harbor, aren't you pissing off everybody who's not getting a raise? And is it depends that, on the
0: nature of your workforce. And is that an right? employee relations if, nightmare? If if you've got a bunch of liberal guys like you and me, and we find out that we're making more than our female colleagues, right? And it yeah. turns out that they get salary boosts to match what we're making, I'm not is gonna that going to piss you much. off?
1: No, not even a little bit for but me. But we're in Multnomah County, Oregon. I, I'm just saying it's like saying, the fourth most liberal place in the world. I'm just saying, right, right.
0: that you're going to want to know your workforce. Yeah. And how they might react. And how do you spin it? And how, or it spins the wrong word, but how but do you, right. how, how do how do you, you promote this? it? How do you communicate
1: that this is the reasoning behind what's going on? And maybe and, this is not a time for a mass communication. Right. Maybe this is not one that you're trying to win goodwill off of because you might piss as many people off as you. You have can to know be. your
0: workforce. You have you to gotta your know workforce. your workforce. And I think in some cases, like full transparency is going to be a great idea. And in some cases, it's going to be a disaster. Exactly. So there is no right or wrong answer to it. It's know your workforce and figure out what the best way to do it. But it's going to be potentially thorny no matter how you do yeah. it. Yeah.
1: So I want to go back to something else you said. You had mentioned, well, you know, you do this audit and you find a disparity. But there might be legitimate, non-discriminatory factors that explain all of those things, right? Yes. You're really going to rely on that? Let's say that you did the audit that we talked about and you're like, wow, we're 50-50 male-female and the women are all making 10% less well, I can explain Susie because she doesn't have as much experience. I can explain Betty because she doesn't have her master's degree. And it's it, like for every woman, there's some reason why they're not making as much right. money as their male counterparts. Can you
0: objectively look at that and say that the same things don't apply to
1: the male employees it, it, or not? Exactly. And I, when I say objective, I mean objective. I mean objective. Not like, well, Bill doesn't have his master's degree either, but he does, you know, right. he did get his BA from Harvard, so that's why he right. makes like more that's money. not going Enough, right? But if Bill has 30
0: years of experience and Sally has five, right, right, that could factor. Now, if they're doing the exact same work at the same level, yeah, I'm bringing those pretty close to each other, if not the same, yeah, me too. But if they're if they have the same title and the level and nature of work that Bill's doing is substantially more advanced than what Sally's doing, yeah, right, because he has more years of experience or a higher level of education, or whatever it happens to be, then a gap is okay.
1: Yeah, maybe so. But what I'm saying is, as somebody who would be in a position of defending a lawsuit based on an equal pay claim, especially a class action lawsuit, if I am seeing this huge disparity between men and women, it's I going don't want to have to go in front of a right. jury and explain it onesies, twosies. Why no, well, the women just aren't as good as the men? And there's just I am going to get hung in effigy in that jury, right? And it's going to be very hard to make the
0: objective demonstration that I'm talking oh, about man, if it's yeah. that much of a gap. Yeah, because because yeah. then it just sounds like bullshit. Total bullshit. You got to fix it. Agreed.
1: Cool. Any other thoughts?
0: No, I thought that was an interesting conversation, and
1: when I well, obviously was not prepared for.
0: Uh, cuz yeah, we don't, no, tell, cause each we don't tell each
1: other what we're going to talk we don't tell each other what we're going to do but and mark knows hey dennis is coming with a topic it's going to be like some grab ass you know it's yeah, going to no, be I was salacious. Expecting something you know yeah so fun i'm and throwing sexy, you a total curveball. Audits. Yeah. With like, you know, equal pay audits, which is got to be
0: it, here's it's the up difference. there with like a whistle. Here, here's the difference. It's actually interesting. As I think back on this conversation, like you're trying to like tempt like to to like lead me to certain answers. And we haven't talked about this topic enough for me no. to know where you're going. Yeah, and exactly. so most of what we talked about, I'm like, oh, yeah, well, duh. But I didn't know what you were leading at because we haven't we haven't talked about this enough for us to be on, on totally the same page on it like we are on a lot of topics. And that's actually, I think, kind of interesting. No, it's more fun. It makes often, me sound like a blithering
1: fool, but it's no, more fun. Not necessarily because Well, I can do the same thing to you. I wasn't about me, you know. Oh yeah, no. I mean and, and I think a part of the the whole interesting part of this conversation is that we each bring to the conversation things that the other hasn't really thought about. Yeah. And, you know, company culture is not one of those things I had really thought about on this topic.
0: Right? Or where in the country you are. Or where or things in the like country that. you like, are. I'm they can like, have yeah, Significant impacts on how you strategize. And I'm way more Machiavellian
1: about this stuff than you are, obviously. You're yeah. like, fix the problem. And I'm like, nah, let's figure out how to, you know, be sneaky about it. And do it quietly. Well, that just describes us. That's generally true. <laughs> So anyway, it's 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 one of those. This is art, not science.
0: Yeah, very much so, and and such a new area of law and enforcement that oh yeah, we don't know where you know five years from now this could be a very conver- very very conversation, a very different conversation. Maybe so than what it is today because there will be a body of case law that develops around it. Yeah, which we which don't we don't have, the have guidance today. of now, so, so we're out there tread lightly yeah. until that body of case
1: law comes out and we yeah. talk about it. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Be right back. We are back, and uh, Mark, I think you've got a hot topic for us to talk about.
0: Yeah, this was this was in the news this week. Now. I'm going to ask you this week
1: meaning like 2 weeks ago by time people. Yeah, this, this would be Jul- uh sorry, June 7th is the date of this article. Oh, ancient history. Ancient history. Yeah, I don't okay. even remember where I was June 7th. Portland. Yeah, probably. Okay. Um
0: I have I have some friends that like to use this phraseology um and when I was in Boston last week and we were talking about this case a little bit and I the the phrase legal but dumb. Legal but dumb. Does that ever come up in you for you in your practice? Like, oh god, all some, the time. Somebody comes up to you, a client, whatever, and says, "We'd like to do this thing. Can we do this thing?" And yeah, you're, and you're like, "Yeah, you can do that. Well, thing. It's legal, but why would you want to?" Yeah, it's stupid. Don't so, don't be stupid. I think this falls under that category.
1: Yeah, legal yeah. but
0: dumb. Did you hear about this? So this is this is a quick conversation, but it's by the way, I think you named the episode right there. Legal but dumb. legal but dumb. I like it. Um, okay, so first. If I were to tell you that this case or this situation comes out of Bonham County, what state are we in? Bonham County. B O N H yeah. A M? No, B O N space H O M M E. Bonham, I would say Louisiana. I would say Louisiana too. I'm going to tell you that it's not Louisiana, it's South Dakota. Wow.
1: Well, they do have. Is Pierre in South Dakota?
0: Pierre is in South Dakota. That's so they do French. have some French influence there. Yeah, but, but I was I was reading cool. this. I'm like, oh, Bonhomme County. It's in Louisiana. No, nope. no. Nope. I guess they don't really have counties in Louisiana though. No, right? they have in, parishes. In parishes. Right. That was so, a dead giveaway. So county should Duh. have been a giveaway, right? Okay, so feel foolish now. So there was a primary election. Yeah, uh, last week. Well, I and, heard about that in a number of different states yeah. and localities, and. In uh, Bonham County, South Dakota, um, there was uh, an election race between uh, Mark Mags, who was deputy sheriff, Mark Mags, Mags, M A G G S, um, and Lenny Graham Cow. <laughs> Real names, I can't, you know, G-R-A-M, Mark Mags
1: and Lenny Graham Cow.
0: Graham Cow uh, and Lenny. Was the sheriff, or is the sheriff? Which is interesting
1: to be the deputy and, and you're running, running against, against your boss. boss.
0: And awesome. What's crazy about this is that Mark blew out Lenny. So the deputy blew out the sheriff, eight hundred seventy-eight wow. votes to three hundred thirty-one. That is a
1: blowout.
0: So the election was over and the results were in. Yeah. At seven o'clock at night. Okay. At 701, Mags receives an email from Lenny. Yeah. This letter is to inform you that effective immediately you are terminated from the position of Deputy <laughs> Sheriff for Bonhomme County. As of this moment, you are no longer an employee of Bonham County. Please turn in all equipment belonging to Bonham County by 5 p.m. on June 6, 2018.
1: What a jackass. <laughs> Oh my God. So what a the timestamp on this was 7.01, literally one minute after the polls closed. That's what we in the legal profession call temporal proximity. Right? Um, oh my God. What an idiot. He has not provided any reason why
0: he fired his political opponent one minute after lopsided losing to him in an election. I love the way that this is. This is actually the quote from the article. Uh, and I don't actually have the name of the oh, This is on MSN. Uh, uh, it says, for now, he has yet to provide an explicit reason why he fired a political po- uh, political opponent one minute after lopsidedly losing to him in an election. It's a mystery.
1: <laughs> a total mystery. We have no idea. But you know what's interesting about it? What? I mean, it I think a lot of things. It but doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's out of a job for what? Whatever the time period so is. Between, until January. Oh, until January. So, so he's, got, a like good some, gap of he's time got like six months. He's
0: out of work, even though he's... Well, that's that's
1: some BS.
0: That's some BS. Is it illegal? Ah. Maybe not. I don't. I'm having a hard time coming up with that, which is
1: why I'd call it legal but dumb. Well, here's how I think it's illegal. I think that would support the tort of wrongful discharge.
0: In violation of public policy? Right. And the public policy
1: implicated would be his civic participation in the electoral process. I know in many states, including Oregon, that recognize the tort of wrongful discharge. You've got to link it to a stated public policy. It's usually stated in statutes or something like that. What's the public policy here? The ability to run for office? I think so. I would have I – I would not be embarrassed to argue that it would be the public policy of any state that in you a so-called democracy for, so, so, that you can't fire somebody for exercising their democratic rights. So, OK. So let me ask you this. He didn't fire him when he began to run. He only, he only, fired, only fired him, him because he, he lost. He won. And I bet if I was defending this guy and I had to make up an excuse for him, not that I want to do either one, I would say, "How can I be effective now as exactly. the sheriff?" Exactly. I think that he wins that.
0: You do. I do. Wow. I mean, he could. I, I think. I think you've stated what the potential, you know, wrongful act is here. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think it wins. Wow. I mean, that's just me. I mean, feel free to disagree. But I'm struggling to think of, you know, it's not California where, you know, we've talked about having a a lot. I'm not even sure that would apply here where, you know, your uh, political opinion is protected in any way. Right. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that South Dakota does not have that. I think that's a pretty safe, sturdy limb. So... He has wow. he has a reason that we just articulated for why he would fire him. I think it's dumb. It's dumb. But I think it's legal. I huh. think this is legal but dumb. Legal but dumb. You may be right. But it's fascinating and it's so wrong.
1: It's so wrong. Well, it feels well, so wrong that he did that, right? Here's another thought. I don't know about this, this workforce, but is he a union member?
0: Oh, I don't know. Deputy
1: sheriff is a very highly unionized occupation. It does not say. Maybe it's not in South Dakota. It might be a right to work day All that jazz, but elsewhere in the world, I don't think it. I mean, I think it would come up. It, it maybe in the article. The other know. hook I would throw out there: deputy sheriff, public employee, who has. First Amendment rights, and unlike in the private sector where you can fire somebody for their exercise of free speech, you can't exerci- fire somebody for their exercise of free speech in the public sector.
0: I don't think that I don't think that that's what this is about. It's not about free speech. It's about the fact that he lost.
1: And I tend to agree with you, but unless it was, unless
0: it's about the free speech of the electorate, but that's not Mag's free speech.
1: It's not Mag's free speech. But was it Mag's? The, does the South Dakota Constitution give somebody the right to run for public office? In which case, then we get back to the public policy argument again. Well, no, because it's a little different. Because if that's actually a constitutional right, it would just be like your constitutional right well, of free right, speech. But, but
0: if there's a constitutional right to run for office, there's, I think a consti-
1: there's an implied right to win. Yeah, I I, I I think the whole public employer thing raises a really interesting issue on this one. Like, I'm right there with you that this is legal but dumb until you get to public employment. And then I'm like, well, wait a minute. I would, I would want to know more. I think there may be some additional arguments made in the public I, sector.
0: I think you could make the arguments. I'd love it if he sued. Me too. Because I want to hear what it's I want to hear what oh, it's all about. Man, I want to um, hear what arguments they come up with, and I want to see what happens.
1: I also want to know uh, apologies uh, for uh, the. Uh, speaking of sheriffs. Speaking of sheriffs, yeah. Multnomah County's finest just went by. Um I want to know what this sheriff did in order to lose that badly. Right? To a mere deputy. I didn't see that in the uh, I mean, in the reporting. Was he is he a, like a, the town drunk? Was he, you know, some, yeah, there's got to be more I, to, to this. I, than I love the menu. way the
0: article ends. It just says South Dakota is an at will employment state, as are pretty much all states.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Uh,
0: Except Montana.
1: Montana's uh, not.
0: Under the law, sheriffs have the authority to hire and fire deputies.
1: Okay, thanks. Okay, that 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 was helpful. Who'd you say it was? MSN. I believe it's MSN. That's where I got it from. They need to get back to journalism. So they still exist, huh? I think so. I mean, MSNBC is still a channel. Well, true, but MSN used to be like like my internet provider back when I had like a fourteen-four modem. I thought they went the way of like. No, they're still around. They're still around. Oh, okay, cool. Good for them. Anyway,
0: I, it's interesting. It's I, an know, interesting I, case. It's a I'd fascinating. I'd to see case. If, you, if you guys know of anything else that
1: happens. Yeah. Uh, if anybody you know, knows more about South Dakota law and. Yeah, Wendy Daly. Yeah, Wendy. You're on the clock, Wendy. Yeah. All yeah right. no, let us know if
0: you hear anything, though,
1: seriously. Cool. Okay. Be right back. Bye. We're back. We've got a listener story. I understand that this one might need some trigger warnings.
0: Yeah, this this is um, it's an interesting story. Uh, it's framed in a funny way, but it involves some very serious topics, including rape. Uh, and so I just want to make sure that uh, A, we are saying that we are not making light of that in reading this story. Absolutely um, not. And uh, B, just to Provide that warning that this is sexually explicit uh, and involves uh, involuntary sex. And it's.
1: And if um, that's If you're not in a position to listen to that, maybe this is a time now to. Turn it We'll come back later or, or um, not, depending on Yeah, just on give your us money level. on Patreon instead and it'll all be good. Okay. All
0: right. So um, this is kind of titled, uh, it's not kind of titled, but it starts with the. Question: What do diapers, Cajun shrimp boils, and firefighters have in common? <laughs> Any guesses? They're all Dennis? red. <laughs> red diapers? Oh, I, I guess not. Yeah. I mean, I suppose you could have like a red cloth diaper.
1: Yeah, I, I, I was thinking. No. I was thinking. Yeah, I was. You were thinking some other kind of diaper. I was thinking of fire trucks and crawdads. I'm yeah. Just, I'm just like it's been a long day. Okay, so. Uh, It all started when one of our firefighters and his
0: officer, i.e. supervisor, came into my office and shut the door. Uh, You learn when this happens, either something really sucky is about to happen or something really good. Sometimes they're one and the same. (laughs) The firefighter proceeded to explain that he was in a quote-unquote situation. He went on to share that several months prior, over Memorial Day, he held his annual Cajun shrimp boil... And at some point during the party, he offered to take his female adult relative, cousin, I believe he stated, home after she had too much to drink. He stated that he had been drinking as well and had kind of blacked out a bit, but realized that he was in her kitchen with her bent over the sinks and was having sex with her.
1: This is what's being told to This who was hosting the Cajun shrimp boil drove home his cousin, cousin.
0: who was intoxicated, yeah. blacked out, and woke up to discover that he was having sex with her.
1: Interesting.
0: I, I mean, and, and, I'm and, trying to think like what my face would look like if I'm sitting in an HR office and this is what comes in the door.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, me too. I'm also kind of wondering why does this matter for the workplace? Um, but I'm also wondering... Cajun shrimp boil and sex with a cousin. Are we in Louisiana?
0: Um, I don't have a state here. Okay. And to the extent I know where this person from who has asked for anonymity, I'm not going to reveal the state. Okay.
1: Fair enough. Um, Please continue. Sorry, uh, Louisiana. He
0: stated that he immediately stopped feeling remorse and left. Aha. And this is going to end the next sentence answers your question. The reason why he was sharing this with us is because his relative had gone to the authorities to file a sexual assault complaint, and he was likely to get arrested. Oh, wow. Clearly, there was more to the story, but until he was arrested, we had very little to go on, so we waited. Uh, By waited, I hope that means, like, took him out of work, but I don't know. Don't know. The day came when he was, in fact, arrested, and then the details began to emerge. During our investigation, we requested all of the arrest documents and police reports, uh, which were public record. We had way more detail than we ever expected. For instance, what he had described about his cousin wasn't the full story. According Shocking. To, according to the police report, he had, in fact, taken her home, but she was so drunk that when they arrived, she immediately went to the kitchen sink to throw up. Uh, while bent over throwing up is when he saw the opportunity to start having sex with her. Ouch. Um, additionally... Uh, More stories began to surface about inappropriate sexual behavior, including a strange fetish he had with diapers. Essentially, he was sexually aroused while wearing a diaper and would purposely soil the diaper so that his partner would change him like a baby. Uh, Which Uh, uh, would include baby powder and other things.
1: So I did warn us before this. Let me just repeat. Ew. Yeah, really ew. Um. Did this happen in the workplace or is this just coming out? And the- It's just coming
0: out as part of the investigation about the assault. So it's peripheral workplace. But he came and disclosed it at the workplace. And mm. it's, it's relevant for the podcast because what do you do when that happens? What do you do when that happens? Right. Now, there's also a whole lot of salacious information here um, that comes out that, you know. Are going to read it for it us? Cause well, cause no, I mean, I have curious. read it. I've told you what it is. Oh, okay. Um, Right. Uh, What our contributor then says is, um, appropriately, he was placed on administrative leave pending the case. So that answers my question from earlier. As well as an internal investigation to determine if any of this behavior occurred while he was on duty as a firefighter. You'd want to know. Eventually, he was fired in the interest of public safety. Uh, There's then – a whole bunch of links to articles that I can put into the show notes. So this is all—it's all been in the news. Um, the really sad part is that uh, part of this involved an underage child. So this is this was is, that the cousin or was I, it, that something else? It does not talk about, and I'll admit I have not gone to read all the articles because this was enough for me.
1: Yeah, I, um, I think I'm I'm ready to not read those articles. Uh, But for those of you who do want to read the articles, we'll post them in the show notes.
0: The really fun part was when the fire department... We'll also judge you. Yeah. uh, The really fun part was when the fire department conducted its annual sexual harassment and discrimination training, um, uh, which was actually retitled anti-harassment and sensitivity training because management was constantly told, well, we know how to harass. (laughs) Uh, And this case would come up. Hey, question. Is it harassment to wear diapers under our uniform? Is it considered workplace harassment if you sexually assault your cousin?
1: Oh, my God, Four questions no. that they got.
0: I mean, obviously in jest, but not really funny, I don't think. So um, anyway, uh, yeah, I – Sometimes in order to get the stories that we ask for, like, these are real things that happen. This is what we
1: get. Um, Careful what you ask
0: for. You know, we, again, this is an opportunity for us to say, like, we make fun of and light of a lot of these stories because of their salacious nature. Like, there's nothing funny about this. No. um, But it is something that actually happened to one of our listeners and something that you should be thinking about, right? I mean, again, don't think about it in that way. But, like, these sorts of things come in the door when you're in HR.
1: Absolutely. I mean... uh I've, I've had to deal with, um, on more than one occasion, one of my client's employees committing a murder and talking to the HR person about what do we do now. Right. And that's one of those times when none of our training as lawyers or as HR professionals gives us any clue what to do.
0: Yeah, and having worked in a sensitive area myself involving an at-risk population in prior jobs, um, I've been right there, too. Yep. And there's nothing that prepares you for it. And you don't want to get to the point where you're inured to it, where you don't see it as troubling because you're just used to it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And I never got there, thankfully. and don't think doesn't look like you did either.
1: No.
0: Um, But we've both had that job. This calls that out in a really powerful way. Totally. Um, That when you get that information and you get that or you get that call, um, you need to kind of turn part of your brain off and still do your job.
1: Yeah. It also ties into a bit of a theme that we've had here lately, which is what do you do when somebody engages in some really reprehensible behavior outside of the workplace and you're aware of it? And, you know... There's certain things that I I would say like you know this never happens but you know if somebody committed murder or rape then I think you're probably on a pretty pretty good solid ground to terminate them. Right. Here we are. Right. This that's exactly it. what happened.
0: That's exactly. And that's what That's exactly, exactly what
1: should have happened. Yes. Yeah. They go out on leave while the criminal case resolves itself, and then they're toast. I'll tell you, I I had I had an employee who was arrested for murder. And my client ended up terminating him because he no call no showed. Interesting. Made it really cool. That co- makes it easy. Made it to, really easy because yeah. they, they didn't have to, you know, wait for a two and a half year criminal process. That guy's now on death row. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow. Scary stuff. Yeah, that's really scary. Yeah. On that on that note, we, we, we need to have something lighthearted here. Do you know a fart joke?
0: No, we've already had a whole episode about how, like, oh, God, scatological yeah. humor is not my thing.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's not really our thing. Well, it, it, it is our thing when we can... We had, like, four or five episodes there where, like, butt was in the title. Of, like, oh, totally, butt. yeah. This is, this, is, this is like a full <laughs> buttless episode now. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of lost. <laughs> really? Yeah. Unless unless there's, like, you know, some totally sophomoric humor. I just don't know what to say. Yeah, so sorry. That that one, that was kind of a downer to end it. But should, should we remind people that, you know, how otherwise upbeat and enjoyable this podcast is and how they should, you know, support us on Patreon? I think you just did. Patreon.com slash HWE.
0: You know what we should do? We should, Just to make up for this, we should do a, like an episode on Patreon
1: where we have like calliope music playing in the background.
0: Like, doo, 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 Actually, doo, you, doo, you know... Doo,
1: doo, doo, we haven't posted this yet. What we should do, and by we, I mean I, because this is my part of the job. I think I just need to dub Calliope music over that entire segment. Maybe not over the segment
0: itself, but maybe this discussion. Following it.
1: Yeah? I think oh, so. Oh, no. Forget Calliope music. Yakety sax. Yackety sacks! This totally calls for yackety. I think you should do that. I'll, I'll download some yackety sacks and see what I can do with it. That. <laughs> <laughs> that that'll make it feel better. That'll make everybody feel
0: better. And then you always do your 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 funny quote at the end, so you got to think of something for that. My funny quote? Yeah, hey, you always do like a movie quote or whatever at the end of the episode.
1: What are you talking about?
0: Don't look at me like that. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, last one was Ferris Bueller. I don't always. I always. I, so some Dennis of them, mixes these some after. Of them are I, after. Obscure. Yeah, Dennis mixes these after after we record, and I don't hear that last segment until I am uploading it and listening to it just oh, to make sure true, that we yeah. didn't have anything like truly awful that we left in. And um, <laughs> no, there's got to be some quality control here. Yeah, and I do ever, that every week, but I don't listen to that. I don't hear what that clip is until the end, and I'd say about three quarters of the time I don't know it. Wow. Yeah, well, you have you have a little deeper movie background, you know, Yeah, maybe so. Than I have, uh, but this last episode was Ferris Bueller. It was Ferris Bueller, yeah.
1: It was Cameron. No, the no, it was the, the secretary the Oh, school. that's right, it was the secretary. Yeah, I was just thinking about Cameron the other day. So was I. I wonder mm-hmm. why. Something came up.
0: Oh, I think I saw him in a movie. Oh, yeah? There was another movie with him and, um... Oh, it was him. I don't remember the name of it now. I was at a bar somewhere. Oh, is it? Was at, I was at Harry Potter trivia. Oh. Uh, with a couple friends yeah. and on the TVs, just in the background, totally unrelated to the trivia, because we we're in this like restaurant bar. There was a movie that had Cameron uh, and it had uh, Charlie Sheen and it had uh, the teenage girl from The Goonies.
1: Oh, wow!
0: And they were like. Three friends, and they were, but it was no sound, so we could just go oh, so see him. And yeah. it looked god awful, but it, it, I was like,
1: oh, that's like <laughs> a weird, like 80s movie that I've never heard of. Do you know my weird tie to Cameron? I do, actually. Yeah, you so, told me. But now our listeners Now you have to say know. it. Um, my best friend from law school, actually, my two best friends from law school, because they ended up married, um, when they were pregnant with their first kid, went to Lamar's class, and they're Partners in Lama's class were Cameron, whose name I actually forget the real guy, but Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, I'm trying to
0: remember his name off and the top of my head. on his struggling. wife,
1: who's also well-known, she yeah. was the lead in the American version of The Killing. She's been on um, um, Big Love. She's been on lots of stuff. Oh, big love. Yeah, she she played one of the... Um, she, she's very pale. She has red hair. She has freckles. She was one of the... Um, sister That's wives kinda, on the compound. gonna kill me now yeah, I can't anyhow. remember I've never met either one of them but I hear they're both just absolutely delightful people it's a little more fun than the end of the episode right? yeah it's a little less you know assaulty
0: thanks for reminding me
1: on that note um we'll be back in a week with something much more uplifting yeah definitely yeah take care bye bye Don't worry about me. We got cocaine and coffee here. We're going to get wide and have a big party.